get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, after a Blues loss last night to the Buffalo Sabres, a 3-4 and four homestand, everybody's talking about trade deadline now for the Blues, and there's still like 11 games left before we get to that point. Before St. Louis, it's still trying to pick up some points, but now names are in the rumor mill. And to talk about that, we welcome in one of my favorites. He's the editor-in-chief for the fourth period. He's a host and analyst on SiriusXM NHL Radio. You can also see him on NHL Network. Follow him on Twitter at the fourth period. He is David Panyota. David, it's great to catch up with you, buddy. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm in, I'm in Toronto. There's about to be a big snowstorm, so um, I could be better, but I'm doing all right. Well, I think the snowstorm that you're going to get in Toronto is very different than the snowstorm we got here in St. Louis. They said five to seven inches, and I think it's probably about an inch of rainwater. Oh, nice. I would take that. No, we're, <laughs> I think we're getting the actual inches of snow. Like, we're... We're getting we're getting piled on later today. That's always a good thing. Lovely. Well, 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 David, since you're in Toronto, let's start here because Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic put a piece out last week talking about maybe Toronto being a team that's investigating a Ryan O'Reilly trade. And I know we're still premature yeah. with this, but it does seem like the Blues are heading towards seller mode. Is Toronto going to be a team that's going to be connected to the Blues over the next couple of weeks? I think they are, and, and, and I don't think it's strictly Ryan O'Reilly. I, I think Ar- Ivan Barbashev, excuse me, um, is a guy that's on their radar as well, um, as well on the blue line. Like, I, I think Toronto is looking at a variety of different options to see where they can add to their roster, and it, it's, it makes things a little bit easier to have um, players like a Barbashev or Mikola that, that can come in and – the cost is, is considerably lower than somebody like Ryan O'Reilly. So it's a potential for them to address two needs on, on a roster versus you know, bringing in a guy to really stabilize and, and solidify their top six, which is already pretty solid as it stands uh, in Toronto. But, you know, to look at that, would Ryan O'Reilly fit on the wing instead of center because of Austin Matthews and Tavares up front? Um, I couldn't imagine they'd want to bring him in for a, thir- a three C type role. You'd want to give him more, um, more ice time, but at the same time, he gives you options. But I think in addition to him, as I mentioned, Barbashev um, is somebody that would certainly, not only for Toronto, but other teams as well, uh, be, be looking at as a viable option to potentially add to their roster ahead of the deadline. David, when you look at Vladimir Tarasenko, what would you say his trade value is? Obviously an unrestricted free agent for the Blues, but for other teams out there, how would you say that they are assessing Tarasenko and what kind of value he can add to their team? Yeah, well, certainly with, with teams looking to add some extra fire and, and punch to their lineup, you know, everybody knows that he can bring that um, on, on, a, on a pretty consistent basis, especially down the stretch when you've got 
the playoffs in mind and, and you're in there, you're a little extra motivated for a variety of reasons, certainly. Um, but to have that happen down the stretch and into the postseason, um, to have that additional potency in your lineup, whether it's a first-line role or a second-line uh, position, add to your power play and so on, yeah, there are definitely going to be teams, and, and there are teams, that are looking at him as, as a potential to add uh, to, to bring in more goal-scoring ability to, to a roster. So, you know, whether it's a two- or three-prong asset type of package for him, I think there's an understanding, and, and it sounds like that word is spreading across the league, that, you know, he's going to be a player that is more likely than not going to test free agency um, this July as a UFA. And, you know, with that in mind, the understanding is that, okay, we're likely prototypical type of rental. So you're looking at two type of assets, a first-round pick and a prospect. Is it a higher-end prospect, a lower pick? Um, those are things that are going to be evaluated over these next five and a half weeks going into the deadline. But there is a strong sense that both, you know, O'Reilly and Tarasenko would lead the way in terms of players that could be shipped out and, and wearing new sweaters come uh, March 3rd. We're talking with David Panyota, editor-in-chief for the fourth period and Sirius XM NHL radio host and analyst. David, Ryan O'Reilly seems like the player that is going to be at the top of everyone's list. I mean, if you look at the trade candidates, unless somebody else pops up, it starts with Bo Horvat. I know Timo Meyer has kind of popped into a lot of people's radars uh, from the San Jose Sharks, but he's a different category because he's an RFA. You've got Taves and Kane, but then it gets to Ryan O'Reilly and to Vladimir Tarasenko. And the difference between the two is the no trade clause compared to the trade clause that Ryan O'Reilly does not possess. Does that make things easier for Doug Armstrong to maybe pull the trigger on a Ryan O'Reilly deal before a Vladdy deal because there's no decision in it? Right. That's a great point. And we know for the last couple of summers, uh, while the, uh, the Blues held talks with a few teams with respect to Vladdy, I mean, it was Rangers, Islanders, Devils primarily. Um, and, and for the last couple of years. And would he expand on that going into this deadline, um, knowing that there's the potential for him to move and chase the Stanley Cup again with another team? Uh, I mean, I'm, we're going to have to wait and see if he is open to that, because uh, that, that hasn't come out yet. And I'm not getting any indication just yet that he is looking to for other options. But there are teams that are looking for wingers as opposed to centermen. You look at Dallas, you look at Carolina, who actually the Canes are looking at both. Um, you know, th- those are teams, the Rangers as well, uh, that, that are looking for wingers to, to come in from a center position. You mentioned O'Reilly without any trade protection. Yeah, it is a little bit easier to facilitate a move for, for Doug Armstrong because he's not restricted. He doesn't have to go to the player and say, hey, would you look at a move here? Would you look at a move there? It's, it's free reign. And there are teams that like the versatility um, of what O'Reilly brings to the table, as well as the fact that, you know, you could bolster yourself up the middle. You're looking at teams, as I mentioned, Carolina looking at both. Um, the, Carol- uh, excuse me, the Colorado Avalanche out there looking for a 2C divisional rival, so price might be a little higher for the Avs. Uh, but, but that type of environment uh, for teams looking to bolster themselves at that position. Um, there are going to be teams that are looking at that, saying, okay, how can we strengthen ourselves up the middle, and does this make sense to bring in this particular player uh, moving forward, I think there's going to be more interest in Riley as we get closer to the O'Reilly. Excuse me, as we get closer to the deadline. David, just reading the rumors, you're hearing the Edmonton Oilers are interested in Blues defenseman Nico Mikola. What other teams out there could be in the market for a guy like Mikola, adding you know that big presence on their blue line? Yeah, and, and not a huge price tag either from a cap perspective. 
Um, so when you look at the marketplace, that makes it you know that much more attractive for a lot of teams. You mentioned the Oilers. I looked at uh, Toronto that I mentioned earlier. Another team looking to stabilize their back end. Uh, some of the other clubs that are out there looking at um, their their blue line to really stabilize. You know, some things. I mean, Tampa's always there. Tampa's another team that's looking at some of the options to see, well, okay, how do we further improve and further deepen our roster? I don't, they're not going to be heavy hitters. They don't have, you know, first or second round picks available to them this year. I think they have a first round pick next year either. So you're looking at those complementary pieces that can really come in and um, provide quality depth uh, to, to a contending team. So I would even throw Tampa in that mix and, you know, some of the other teams that have the potential to either look at their third pair, um, maybe it bumps somebody down so you've got, you know, seven defensemen that can come in at any point. You know, I know Minnesota was looking, although you know, they haven't got a situation to figure out with Matt Dumba. It's, it's, again, same division, so you have to look at things there. L.A. Um, as well, looking to look at their blue line uh, to make some ads in that regard. Vegas is another one. They've gotten a lot of injuries to their back end that have been on off, and, and the injury to Alec Martinez – while not public, is a considerable one. And he may be out for, you know, he may re-aggravate that later on. Do you want to manage minutes as well? That could be a team that zeroes in on a guy like Nikola as well. A couple more minutes with David Panyota of SiriusXM NHL Radio. David, put yourself in Doug Armstrong's shoes for me. Uh, going to this March 3rd trade deadline with the state of this Blues team this season where you have the talent of Thomas and Kairou and Buchnevich, you have long-term contracts for a couple of defensemen. What's more appealing if you're him? Is it draft picks or is it prospects that you feel like could uh, attribute to this team next season? I think it really is going to like. I, I think this team is going to look at their core, and you mentioned those guys. Um, you had Bennington to the mix. I, I think you look at this team overall, and you go, okay, yeah, things haven't worked out great this year. Yes, injuries have played a factor to a certain extent throughout the course of the season. Can they augment this roster a little bit and add to it in the summer and get back into contender status next season? I think that's part of the equation. Now, whether that means moving some assets now to get young players that could potentially slot in next season or draft picks, I think you're also looking at it going, okay, well, there may be opportunities in the summer to not only look at free agents, but also to look at the trade market. And can we then utilize these additional assets around the draft, for example, to flip and bring in players that we can add to this roster that can complement this team now and keep us within that contender status? I think there are a few different areas to look at. Whether it's you know first round pick in either an O'Reilly or a Tarasenko deal as part of a package, or top tier prospects, you never know when someone is just on the cusp and they just need an extra summer to to, to really get going. Um, and I look at the Dallas Stars as a prime example. Not expecting a guy like Wyatt Johnson to come in and claim an, a, a roster spot right out of the gate, out of camp. Well, he did that. He's continued to earn his spots and his minutes this season, giving them even more depth. So you look at that, you never really know. But I think it's twofold. I think it's you know looking at the best overall package, what the best return is going to be, and then can you then potentially use those assets in the summer to keep this team in contender status going next season and just call this year a bit of an anomaly within this window because of the core that's in place for this club. Do you think they can do that, David? I think it's – yeah, absolutely. Because you're going to get if, – if, if O'Reilly is moved and if Tarasenko's moved, you're going to get quality packages for these guys. You're going to get a really good return for these types of players. And you're going to get quality in terms of whether it's a Barbashev, an Achari, a Mikola. Even Thomas Grice, the teams are looking at um, a backup or a third-type goalie 
going into the playoffs to add some security, you're going to get some good returns from some of these players and deepen your overall prospect pool or draft pick pool. If you do that, then either you, you, you're looking pretty sweet going into the draft by having some additional assets or, again, you, you try to combo some of these pieces to make some bolder moves in the summer to speed up this little process of trying to get back into that contender window with this core you got. I think it's definitely uh, within the realm of possibility, and it certainly starts with what the packages are going to be for O'Reilly and Tarasenko if they do end up getting moved because those are two players that are at the top of you know the trade watch lists across the board within top 10, certainly, uh, because these are premier players, there's no question. David, let's talk short term. And if you zoom out, you mentioned the Dallas Stars and look at the rest of the division, the Central. Yep. What do you predict in terms of these teams and big splash moves they could make at the deadline with the Stars, the Jets, the Avs, the Wild or the Preds? Because that does have a very strong bearing on what the Blues should, should not do and how it's going to progress right. into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think with some teams looking at how Colorado is playing, defending champs, Okay, they're getting healthy. They're playing a little bit better. They're, they're back into uh, third spot in, in the division. Um, but you still look at this team and you go, okay, they didn't rectify uh, and replace Nas and Kodrick. So they didn't rectify that loss. You still have a hole at the two seat. If they don't make that addition going ahead of the deadline or make some other type of impact move ahead of the deadline, is this an opportunity to pounce? Is the window a little bit more open now because Colorado – has a couple additional holes that they haven't been able to fill. Does that give us an opportunity to pounce? Perhaps it's a Winnipeg or Dallas making a bigger impact move, locking yourself at first seed in the division, and then give yourself a, a what would presumably, at least on paper, be an easier pathway potentially to a conference final or a cup final. Uh, so, yeah, without question, these teams are looking to see what everybody else is doing to see how can we – is there an opportunity to pounce now? And if that's the case, maybe we need to go after an O'Reilly, for example, and not only because he benefits our club, but to also keep him out of Colorado, keep him out of another environment, uh, for example. So all of those things certainly are going to be considered. I think the window, it sounds like, I spoke to Jim Neal, the GM of the Dallas Stars a few weeks ago, and you know he said the exact same. He's looking to see what other teams are doing too because they want to look and see how that might potentially affect their run or their roster moving forward. David Panyota, you're one of my favorites, buddy. Thank you so much for taking some time and hopping on with us today. Good luck in the snowpocalypse out in Toronto, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on the other side of it. You got it. Yeah, looking outside, it looks like it's starting. So, yippee. <laughs>